Here comes Mr. Kitzel. Starring Artie Auerbach as the one and only Mr. Kitzel. Oh, oh, oh. With the pickle in the middle and the mustard on top. Just the way you like it and the whole red hat. Mr. Kitzel! Mr. Kitzel! He's the answer to your clamor for a fresh new radio show. Well, hello again. This is Duck Benny speaking. Welcome to the third episode in our Kitzel collection, at least for right now. Hopefully we find more. This is his third appearance on uh, the Eddie Cantor show. And I think it might be his last one, though they move him to the front. And, and it's one of the better bits. At least the first joke is really good. I love that one. Um, anyway, it's, it's a nice insult of Eddie Cantor. <laughs> but... Uh, I like him on here. I, I wish he would stay on, but uh, I don't think so. But I'll, I'll listen ahead and see if he's on any of the later ones. We're towards the end of the season, so I should be able to just listen to the rest of the season. I've been enjoying him anyway and see if he pops up again, but I don't think so. So after this, we'll be moving to probably the Jack Haley show, which is his next stop uh, for Mr. Kitzel and where he actually gets the name Kitzel in that one. Not Mr. Kitzel, but Kitzel. And then uh, after that, um, we've got a few more stops to make with Abin and Costello and uh, just a lot of different shows that he's on. And then uh, we'll be done with our uh, Mr. Kitzel collection. But there's still a lot to go. So enjoy, and uh, we'll see you next time. Welcome from the 45,000 Texaco dealers who serve you with Fire Chief Gasoline. The gasoline with police car pickup, ambulance speed, and passenger car economy. And now we present his honor, the mayor of Texaco Town, who has been the victim of Jack Renard's sit-down strike since last Sunday. Here is Jack Renard, still sitting on the lap of Eddie Cantor. a very nice way. Please get off my lap. No. No, not as long as I have strength. As long as you have strength. Oh. Hello there, Eddie. Uh, Say, you look pretty thin. Haven't you been eating? Jimmy, for a week I've had nothing but miracle food. Miracle food? Yeah, they saved my meals over Renard's shoulder, and any time you can get food past Renard, boy, that's a miracle. <laughs> Say... Say, Eddie, maybe this farmer coming in will help you. Yeah, well, uh, Mayor Cantor. Yes? I wonder if I could ask you a favor. Yeah, what is it? Do you want me to buy that hen you're carrying? Uh, nope. You see, my hen's been getting lazy, and I want her to take a good look at Jack Renard. Look at Renard. What for? Well, I want her to see what a big egg he's sitting on. <laughs> well, 
how do you like that, Jimmy? <laughs> well, Eddie, am I in Gone with the Wind? No. Then I'm not getting off your lap. You're not? No. At last, I've got something on you. Yeah, I'll say you have, and I wish you'd get it off me. <laughs> when there are gray skies, I can't see those gray skies. Cause you're in front of me, Jackie boy. Though you're only one lad, you weigh half a ton, lad. You broke my knee. Wacky boy You're just a baby You live on milk now But I think maybe You'd rather eat the cow When they put you on your bed Seventeen stalks must have dropped dead It's a good thing you're not twins Jackie Boy! Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, look. Look, he's asleep. Jimmy, you know Renard talks in his sleep? Yeah. All night long, he's a soup, fish, T-bone steak, mashed potato salad, coffee. What? No dessert? <laughs> <laughs> the, the hell, how are you going to get him off your lap? Jimmy, I got an idea. Let me whisper this in your ear. Yeah? Oh, Okay. Say, did you hear? They just opened a restaurant down the street with a 12-course dinner for 30 cents. Out of my way! Here I go! <laughs> oh. 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 Well, Eddie, Eddie, it worked. Yes, sir, it worked, and he's gone. Now you can get up. Come on, come I, on. I'm all right, Jimmy, but I, I just can't straighten up. Look at me, look, look at me. Eddie, good heavens, you're all bent over. Do something oh, quick, Jimmy. Will you get me a doctor? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an emergency. Is there a doctor in the audience? You said it, Skipper. Here I am. <laughs> what? What? Are you here again? I want a doctor. Well, I'm a doctor. I'm a chiropodist. A chiropodist works on toes. Oh, that's okay. I work on heels, too. Yep, get it up. <laughs> All right, now, now look at me. Will you look at me? How do I look? Mm, if you feel the way you look. Yeah? I came too late. Yeah, but wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can't you, can't you help me? Yeah, you got to eat a lot of meat. Yes. Here's a cut from a butcher shop. From a butcher shop, yeah. Yes. Tomorrow you get five pounds steak. Uh -huh. Tuesday, ten pounds liver. Yeah. Wednesday, eight pounds lamb chop. Yeah. Thursday... Yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Twenty-three pounds of meat, is that good for me? No, but it's good for my brother. He's the butcher. Yep, <laughs> Will you go away from me, please? Just a second, if you'll be so kindly. Yeah? Stick out your tongue. Yeah. Huh. Put it back. I've seen better tongues in delicatessen stores. <laughs> Look, I got an idea. Yes. Stick out your tongue again. You mean like this? Uh -huh. Yeah, now point it over there. There. More to the right. What's the idea? What's the There's idea? There's a guy in the fourth row with a sour puss. <laughs> please, please go away. I've got to find the doctor. I'm in pain. Don't worry, Skipper. I'll fix up the whole thing. Yes. Take off your hat. All right, here's my hat. All right. Take off your coat. All right, now, here. Here's my coat. Now... Off with your pants. No, no, what do you mean? What do you mean, take off my pants? Off with your pants. How do you mean? I should take my trousers right off in? Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, look. Look. I don't mind taking off my hat and taking off, off my coat, but what's the idea of making me take off my trousers? Well, how would I look wearing your hat and coat without pants? Yep, yeah. <laughs>
answering many requests, Mayor Cantor gives you the song hit from Ready, Willing, and Able. You're just too marvelous, too marvelous a word like glorious, glamorous, and that old standby amorous. It's all too wonderful. I'll never find the words that say enough, tell enough. I mean, they just aren't swell enough. You're much too much and just too very, very to ever be in Mr. Webster's dictionary. And so I'm borrowing a love song from the birds to tell you that you're marvelous marvelous forwards, that's why I'm jealous of the moon that shines above, because it shines upon the one I love, yes sir, why I'm jealous of the tick-tock on the shelf, are you listening Ted Lewis, I'm even getting jealous of myself, and so I'm borrowing a love song from the birds to tell you that you're marvelous, too marvelous for words. Oh, Jimmy! Yes, Eddie? Jimmy, you told me to remind you about reading that letter to our radio audience, remember? Oh, yes, thanks. I have here a very gratifying letter from a motorist who has just completed a coast-to-coast trip. In glowing terms, he tells of the splendid performance he got from every Texaco product. And at every place he stopped, the Texaco dealer was courteous, efficient, and anxious to render those additional services that mean so much to the motorist. He says now he can understand why tourists prefer Texaco Fire Chief gasoline. We are always pleased to hear these things. Pleased because we are proud of the vast group of Texaco dealers. They are men who have been carefully selected to represent Texaco from coast to coast. So when you drive, look for the Texaco Red Star. It signifies a service station or dealer who is ready to serve you with Fire Chief gasoline and other Texaco products. And during the coming week, drive into your neighborhood Texaco dealer. Ask for a Marfac job. M-A-R-F-A-K. With each Marfac lubricating job, your Texaco dealer includes many additional services. Ask him about them. Jack Renard and his orchestra play a musical tribute to Walt Disney and the characters of his animated cartoons, who are here today in person. I build my house with straw. I build my house with hay. I sing my truth. I don't give a hoot, and I play around all day. Who's a big 
We've got here It's a wonder We ever get a call through She can say more Than yes, right. Hello Mayor Cantor's office Oh hello Wolfo Say why didn't you Come to the telephone Operator show last night We done a revival Of ten nights In a bar room Huh Yeah pa come You know pa Say anything about a bar room And you can't keep him away He couldn't get there Quick enough So he hailed a taxi And says how much To the Civic Theater The driver says two dollars Pa says too much And the cab drove off well, Pa run behind the cab for a mile and then yells, Hey, driver, how much is it now? The driver hollers back, Four dollars, you sap. You've been running the wrong way. <laughs> Hang on, Opal. That's the mayor. Oh, hello, operator. I couldn't help overhearing what happened to your father. Did he finally get to ten nights in a bar room? Yeah, but he must have thought it meant ten bar rooms in one night. <laughs> yeah, why do you say that? Well, just as he took a seat, the lights went out. But Pa was so lit up, they couldn't darken the theater. <laughs> Your father causes you a lot of trouble, doesn't he? I'll say. You know that brass rail that runs around the balcony? Yeah. Yeah, well, Pa seen the brass rail, tried to put his foot on it, and fell into the orchestra. <laughs> Goodness me, was he hurt? No, he picked himself up and yelled, You better fix them stairs or someone's going to get killed on that first step. Yep. <laughs> well, tell me, did they, did they take him to the hospital? Oh, wait till I tell you what happened. Yeah? The ambulance got there, and the doctor gives Pa a drink to quiet him down. Uh-huh. Well, Pa asked for another drink, because the liquor was the best he ever tasted. Yeah, well, what happened then? What happened? Well, the doctor says to Pa, I'll give you one more drink, then I'll drive you to the hospital. 
And Pa says you give me the rest of the bottle And I'll race you to the hospital (laughs) Say, operate, Albert Your father must have ruined your part in the play, didn't he? Not only him, but the first time I come on the stage I was insulted You insulted how? Well, somebody in the gallery threw a penny on the stage Yeah, and what did you do? Do? I just leaned over the footlights and hollered There's only one animal I know that can throw a cent that far Yep Bobby? Hello, Daddy. You know, I changed my mind about wanting to play Gone with the Wind. You did, Bobby? Yep. I don't want to be an actor. Well, tell me, what uh, what made you change your mind? Oh, I don't know. I just look at you and can see no future in it. Yep. <laughs> Little old lady passing by, catching everyone's I can't seem to cast gone with the wind. I need a great actor, but I just don't know which way to turn. Right behind you, Skipper. Here I am. <laughs> oh, Batch, you in again? Yeah. How's about my parting gun with the windbreaker? Yep. Wait a minute. What goes on here? What goes on here? A little while ago you were a doctor. Now you're an actor. Sure. Before I was a doctor. And and today I am a ham. Yep. <laughs> Listen, you'll never be an actor. No actress in the world would play with you. Oh, no? I got outside a great actress to play Scarlett O'Harowitz. Not O'Harowitz. It's O'Hara. Don't worry. When she sees your face, it'll scare the wheats out of her. Try it. If she's an actress, bring her in, will you? Come in, honey child. Yeah? 
This is Mayor Kenta. Yeah. Hello, Skipper. <laughs> I am the Countess Yvonne. Yvonne? Sure, Yvonne, you go to play the part. And here she is. <laughs> so you're an actress, Yvonne? Yes, from Russia. In Minsk, I outstripped them all. Yeah, if you outstripped them all, it wasn't Minsk, it was Minsky's. <laughs> now, don't make fun. I was brought up in Russia. I'm really Russian bread. Yeah, if you're Russian bread, I'll take pumpernickel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chief, she's a great actress. Yeah. Right from the Moscow art. The Moscow art? Yeah, the minute she starts to act, you Moscow art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, she can't play Gone with the Wind. She's got a Russian dialect. Well, then she could play it in Russian. Yep. Come on, Skipper, try us out. But nobody will be able to understand it. You explain it to the people. All right. As you do the Russian version, I'll explain it to these people in English, huh? All right. Go ahead. The scene opens up with Russian music. Go ahead. Why you name we? Why you name we? Wait, wait a minute. Why do you keep on saying we? Can I help it if I hate that song? <laughs> Go, go on with the play and I'll interpret. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, he says, I want to ask your father for your hand. Where is he? Yeah, she says he's working in that Russian cafe in Hollywood, the Trotsky Dero. Oh. She wants him to telephone the cafe, but he hasn't got five cents. He's Nicholas. Kolochnik. She says monkey. Kolochnik. She says baboon. Kabatnik. Weasel. Polyego. Jacket. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is that? She's trying to say Kentar in Russian. Yep, get out of here. Please. Now, wait a minute. Uh, uh, will you go on with the play? She wants him to take her to the Trotskydira to see her father. Now he takes her there and buys her dinner. Listen, she's drinking a bowl of borscht. She's drinking a bigger bowl of borscht. She's drinking a Hollywood bowl of borscht. She bursts from the borscht. Well, well, how do you like it, Skipper? That's a real Russian gone with the wind. It's no good. I'm through with gone with the wind. I never want to hear the word wind again. I feel the same way. I'm going to forget gone with the wind. Stop it, will you? Hey, what are you hitting me in the head? From now on, every time you mention the word wind, you get it. I wouldn't say it anymore. Say what? Wind. Take that. <laughs> Leave me alone. I promise I'll never say it. Again? I didn't. Why did you hit me? I didn't say it. That's just in case. Oh, no, no. I'm too smart for you. <laughs> you can't get me to say the wind. What? Will you? <laughs> I wouldn't say it again. In fact, I'll shut the door to keep it out. To keep what out? The draft. Yeah. What? The air. What? The Go on, air. say it. Go on. Go the ahead. warm breezes. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You thought I was going to say wind. You said it again. Stop. You hit me so much, I'm all out of wind. Stop, <laughs> Okay, I'll get out. And I'll joining up with our better radio actor. Who? Edwin. You said it again. Oh, why didn't I say Wallington? Wallington! Wallington! Wait a second! Just a second. I always said Wallington. That's it. When you say Wallington, remember, there's no bigger win. 
Eddie, I think I've got the real leading lady for you. Jimmy, I don't want to hear about a leading lady. I don't need a leading lady. I'm through with Gone with the Wind. But, Eddie, this is a real leading lady. No. All right, then, if you don't want Deanna Durbin, all right. Why did you say something? Deanna! Deanna Durbin, man! to my arms. You know, Deanna, I've missed you an awful lot. I've missed you too, Mayor Tanner. You know, you know, we haven't heard your lovely voice for four weeks. That's right. I'm so glad you let me go, though. Just think I've been working with Mr. Sikorsky, the finest and the biggest orchestra leader in America. No, dear, the finest, yes, but the biggest orchestra leader you left behind. Play for her. <laughs> Voices, music to my ears, and his music for somebody else's ears. Our judges, Rupert Hughes, Walt Disney, and Burns and Allen, have selected a name from those you sent in for our telephone operator. 
In the 250,000 and more letters that were submitted, there was bound to be a duplication. As a matter of fact, five people chose the same name. But if you remember, we asked you not only to submit a name, but your reason for that name. And the final selection was made on the basis of the reason. Operator, come out here. On behalf, on behalf of Mr. and Mrs. Radio Public, I christen thee, say more, say more. <laughs> and now, now here's a thrill for someone. The winner of our contest is Miss Susie McKee, 1006 Later Street, Valdosta, Georgia. Congratulations, Miss McKee. Tomorrow, my representative will call on you to make all arrangements for you and the person you've chosen to accompany you on your trip to Hollywood. We're all waiting for you here, Susie. And now, say more, say more. I think you ought to say thanks. Huh? A million, a million thanks to you. From this here dame for the classy name you sent me. This called me Gabby. Ma called me dear. The Polly called me to run out for beer. So Mayor Cantor left everything to you. He's not to blame. He's tired of naming daughters. I suppose you wish that I get through. And so I'll just say thanks a million to you. Hear me dial. Thanks a million to you. I'm disconnected. Thank you all for your contest letters and Texaco for the use of their time. I do hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you've enjoyed our fooling tonight. And remember always, I love to spend each Sunday with you. Good night. We invite you to listen again next week at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time over the same station for Eddie Cantor in Texaco Town. Those not on Daylight Saving Time will hear the program one hour earlier. Until then, whenever you hear the siren and bell, remember fire, seeds, gasoline. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. W-E-A-F, New York.